0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode two hundred and twelve of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren.
1: Hi, guys.
0: Are you yawning again?
1: Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I'm just really yeah. Caught we're in the always act. we're always tired. Like it's just it's just a perpetual thing.
0: We do seem to record our podcasts quite late at night, and yeah. I say late at night. It's not really. It's it's seven o'clock. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that's late for us these days.
1: Yeah, my brain powers generally into the um, negative percentage. We
0: also had a very relaxing day.
1: We have. What I had my done?
0: first mass- like proper professional massage today. Same. Hot stone massage. My shoulders are in, I was going to say considerable agony, but it, it's it's acceptable agony.
1: We had very differing experiences because we both got the same thing done. I, well... Initially, when we booked them, but, so we basically got vouchers for Christmas, uh, for our birthdays, sorry, it was for our birthdays, and um, we were umming and awing about which one we wanted, and we were going to go for a deep tissue massage upon recommendation of Daryl. I asked one of my friends about that, and she said, don't, and so I was just like, okay,
0: well, I just figured, like, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it properly.
1: I know, but I just didn't want to get hurt. And then actually, one of my other friends had a deep tissue massage, like, a few days before ours. And I was so happy that I changed because she said it was horrendous. Like, it's good, but it's only for when you have big problems and you need sorting. Which but, yes. apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently, I do have a lot of problems in Yeah. Uh, channeling tension and stress and i'd like to say that it's because of the final fantasy franchise <laughs> uh, we we get a lot of teasing and letdowns it's like dang you square and,
1: enix you cause us you cause us so much stress that our backs are too tense to deal with it
0: exactly and actually today we're gonna to be talking about some of that stuff today because mm. one of the things that's happened since the last podcast has been quite sad mm. but also good I, i'm trying mm. to look at the positive behind mm. it so it's it, it could be seen as bad But I'm saying it's good.
1: And that means it's really good because Daryl is saying that it's good.
0: And I am therefore inflated. Yes. So if I say something's bad, um, it's really bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But no, uh, I I guess the main thing we're going to do is last episode, we talked about the 7 Remake in relation to the comments that the creators had made. This episode, we're going to be running through all of the other stuff they released. But also there's been some other news that's come out about the 7 Remake. And I guess the unfortunate news is about Crystal Chronicles Remaster, mm. which is good news. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as good news.
1: Yeah.
0: Before we do, though, before we get on to our big news explosion about the 7 Remake, we have some shout outs for our Patreon supporters. And we're going to kick things off with Nahi Khabawi. Guide Seeker. Chris Morales.
1: Michael Graham.
0: Barry Norton at Nortron Zero.
1: Thorin Bullen at Massacre 23.
0: Tori Patrick.
1: Fayaz Bilal.
0: Louis James.
1: Zach Duranto.
0: Rachel Casterton at Urbayon Ray.
1: Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Rachel and Alex Troutman at Akira Name Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson.
0: Miles Ribbons. David Calro. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop181.
1: Jenek Nowd at Jenek Nowd.
0: Fres Stoller.
1: Flip Seared
0: Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22.
1: Yam Potato. And
0: Noah Littrell. Thank you all so Thank much, you guys. guys. Okay, so 7 Remake Explosion news time. Uh, We're going to kick things off, actually, with none of the stuff that was previously talked about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. And that's because there's been a news story that's come out in relation to the exclusivity deal that Sony and Square Enix have struck or struck Mm. many years ago. Because obviously when the 7 Remake was announced at E3 2015, it was play first on PlayStation And I think that messaging had changed when they they redid it Mm. earlier this year. But they've now released a box art that has a little sticker in the corner saying that it will be exclusive to the PlayStation 4 for one year exactly. So 3rd of March 2021, it no longer will be an exclusive title. Mm. And I guess there's numerous ways you could look at this. The first thing I'm going to point out is that do you remember Dissidia Arcade? Mm. They had that whole thing about it's going to be exclusive to the arcades for a period of time. That period of time ended and nothing happened. Yeah. So just because the, there is that one year agreement in place, it doesn't mean that on that on the 3rd of March 2021, something will happen. Mm-hmm. Something could happen. It just means that after that point, something can happen.
1: Well, I guess like, so they're making this line in the sand now. Um have they announced a release date for the PlayStation 5?
0: Holiday twenty twenty.
1: Holiday twenty twenty. So it would almost be a year, but it's a heck of a commitment to do that with the release of the PlayStation Five. Although I guess that would be still within it because it runs until March, doesn't yes, it? Yes,
0: exactly. So that is the that's my prediction mm. that the uh the exclusivity agreement is they very specifically said Playstation Four. Yeah. So that means that, yes, it would make sense for it to be having a PlayStation 5 version. And then technically that is no longer PS4 exclusive, timed exclusive on the PlayStation 4. Um, Matsuda, I'm pretty sure at E3, someone asked him about the um, PS4 version and he said they were already working on another version of the 7 remake, mm. probably for the PlayStation 5. Um, so it's very likely that we will get a PS5 version of the 7 remake at the start of next year or some point during next year after the ps 5s come out. That would be obviously a really strong piece of kit to have on the PlayStation 5. We know that um, Square Enix are really going to be pushing the hardware of the PlayStation 4 to make this game look as good as it can be. And obviously, if you've got PlayStation 4 Pro, I'm guessing there's going to be some boosts We've been seeing like, I know Death Stranding did a really good job of um, having comparable uh, performance between the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, but other games like Jedi Fallen Order, I saw um, Digital Foundry did a tech review of that on the Xbox and the Xbox One S version was really bad compared Mm -hmm. to the Xbox One X version. Mm -hmm. They basically just didn't bother with the the non-premium console version. Yeah which is obviously quite worrying yeah uh, i'm i'm hopefully hoping that it's going to be more in line with death stranding for the 7 remake and there'll be some nice perks for the ps4 pro but no doubt as we saw with the, the ps3 ps4 generations um i seem to remember hearing some rumor uh, and i don't know if you remember hearing this too but a lot of the games that came out in the la like right at the end of that generation, so like The Last of Us, uh, Tomb Raider, they were all developed with the PlayStation Four in mind, mm. and the PS3 versions that released, I guess GTA Five would be another one. The PS3 versions that released were kind of the downgraded version, mm. and the PS4 version was the version that they actually uh, were working on as a primary, and that could well be the case with the PS5. A lot of the games that we're going to be seeing in the next year uh, will probably get a PS5 release as well, mm. uh, for them to recoup more money from it. And yeah. uh, and that's the thing, yeah. Like if the if that is the case, and the, let's say the Last of Us Part Two keeps getting pushed back further and further and further, so really it's going to be it's coming out in March now, isn't it? Mm. So really, it's only going to be like nine months until the PS5 comes out. Yeah, they'll do a Last of Us Two ps5 version yeah for sure yeah
1: yeah absolutely no i mean it makes sense um and it also makes sense that that's why they sort of taken so long with it as well because if they're waiting on hardware or stuff to go on for the playstation 5 that must have been a bit of a transition for them to get into this new stuff
0: and like there's a lot of really big generational games coming out in than the next 12 months mm. because you got the seven remake cyberpunk mm-hmm. um obviously yeah like i mean that death strandings has just come out but i would imagine
1: yeah given how well that go. looks
0: um there's there's lots of games that that are kind of primed for that cross-console release yeah and it's only going to be like more amplified because the ps3 and the ps4 it was pretty obvious i think like it took a it took a good year for the PS4 to start getting some decent software that wasn't just ports.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like that's a thing. Like we're we're going to go into the sort of dark ages of the PlayStation 5 before we actually get any like really good stuff. Um
0: I mean they did uh they just did the announcement trailer for Godfall. Yeah. Which
1: But there's always those, isn't there? Like with the PlayStation 4 there was that and um ps3
0: had it as well yeah um, like at, all of them have like giant enemy crowd
1: <laughs> yeah um, Genji,
0: genji days of the blade which was absolutely horrific
1: <laughs> like they always like start out not so great i remember being really excited about like the playstation 3 though ps2
0: I, the ps2 launch lineup was really good mm. i i seem to remember i was really excited <laughs> about it because like within that first suite you had like ssx times time splitters mm-hmm. there was a game called silent scope um now I'm forgetting a lot of the other games that came out around that time period but I seem to remember like being really excited about the launch lineup there was quite a lot of software ps3 as well was decent yeah
1: I mean you had like uncharted the first uncharted
0: but I would say I have a slightly weird view of the ps3 because we got it later
1: well that was the thing I didn't get one right away um and I don't actually know when I first sort of it was probably university when I actually came in contact with it. And that was around the time that Uncharted was out. So we had a demo for that. And then um, we were waiting around for Assassin's Creed and we we're freaking out about that. But I don't know how late into the generation that was.
0: That was like a year or two in, I think.
1: Mm. Um, but,
0: but like Resistance was yeah, a really good uh, like primary game that came out. That Motor was Storm such a weird... As well.
1: It, it's been a really weird generation, though, because, like, obviously you had the beginning bit of the PlayStation 3 where you had the sort of fat consoles that were, um, was it like 30 and 80 gigabytes?
0: Over here... I think we only had 80. So in America, Um, there was the ones that had the backwards compatibility. Exactly. As as like it was hardware emulated. When it came out in Europe, we didn't have that. We only only had uh, software emulation, backwards compatibility. And then after a while, um, all of those got um, put out. They didn't want to do backwards compatibility at all for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. But they all still have PlayStation 1.
1: So yeah. So what we had was we had the PlayStation 3 released with the hardware stuff for um, backwards compatibility. I remember I could play um, like Hitman on um, my boyfriend at the time's PlayStation 3. It was great. And then I really wanted one. And um, by the time I was able to get one, um, now this was before... that. Well, this was my dad, I think. I think my dad, my dad surprised me. My dad surprised me for... For Christmas one year, he was going to get me a PlayStation 3. Uh, But no, no, no. What happened was was that I I had all the money to get it, but I went to the store, and apparently they had put the PlayStation 3 on hiatus because they were preparing it. They are preparing the new consoles with the non-backwards compatibility, which they wouldn't really tell me. Like, it was really weird. And then the new PlayStation 3s released, and then, like... Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't until like a f- couple years after that that I actually got my first PlayStation 3 and it was a PlayStation 3 Slim and then we had the PS4 Pro- It's just been, it's been a whirlwind, honestly. Like I don't remember this many sort of transitions with any other generation really as far as the console went.
0: Well, I guess it's the whole thing. Like the, the hardware is going to get more and more dated quicker. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the typical generational cycle it's usually seven or eight years. Um, and then they, the the old console has like a two, two, three years. It's like that 10 year. PlayStation's always 10 years. Mm. But this time the hardware has started to get a bit dated. So they obviously did like the mid generation. In the past, it was the slim. So they mm. could try and cut down costs because yeah. the components were a lot cheaper. And
1: I did actually kind of prefer the slim just because they just didn't have to take up so much room
0: yeah i mean that's the benefit of it but <laughs> like it was they really nice they can't do it with the re- the first version because the yeah. stuff isn't small enough yet yeah but then obviously this time they did the, the pro and the xbox one x as that kind of people that want that little boost mm-hmm. because it is like a bit more performance but I mean, to be honest, they did it with the PSP. Like, there's three versions of the four versions of the PSP, mm. and the PSP 3000 was way faster than the PSP 1000. Yeah, and then there was the PSP Go as well, which was the one that didn't play the UMDs. Mm. So, yeah, I'm um, getting back to getting back to the uh, yeah. said remake. We're not saying that it's going to be a PS5 exclusive when it comes out. On the next generation of consoles, it could well launch on the new Xbox as well. Mm. I mean, we've seen it with Kingdom Hearts that they were quite happy to do the cross generation or the cross console release. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen was as well. There's been a lot more priority placed on the PlayStation this generation by Square Enix.
1: Yeah, which we've is understandable. That. We've seen that
0: quite a lot. Uh, so, like Neurotomata uh, was a PS4 exclusive timed um i'm trying to think of lots of other games that square i've done but i can't think of any of the top of my head right now but i know there have been quite a few games that they released as ps4 timed exclusives before mm. they went on xbox mm.
1: yeah no it's just um well world of final fantasy was didn't
0: that never went on xbox i don't think no it has done now it went on xbox when they did maxima mm.
1: Mm. but it was definitely playstation yeah playstation exclusive um But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the thing, isn't it? Like PlayStation and Square Enix have cut their ties, but they're still very much together.
0: Square, it's the thing that I wrote about many years ago uh, in relation to Final Fantasy 13 going on Xbox 360. Mm. Square Enix have always, and this goes back to Square as well, they have generally um, always had loyalty to the console with the largest market share. Yeah. That's generally how it goes. Yeah. The only time that that really didn't happen was when they supported a PlayStation in the original times because it was a hardware thing. They wanted something and Nintendo couldn't deliver what they wanted. Yeah. So they decided to make the shift, but also got a big wad of cash from Sony to Mm. do it.
1: But it's also just astounding like how much it doesn't sell on Xbox.
0: It's just because the audience... As much as people want to try and downplay the differences... There is a certain type of person that typically buys PlayStation, and there's a certain type of person that typically buys Xbox, mm. and that is just down to how Xbox was marketed when it first came out. Like it was very much an American-focused console. Japan didn't like it, and the games that like you and I like to play are inherently Japanese-focused. Yeah. So therefore, the association just isn't there with the audience. Yeah. Because um, the people and it's just the stereotype that's out there. Xbox was always Madden Halo. Like, yeah. That's the audience. Gears yeah. of War, like those kind of games. And Microsoft did try to address that with the Xbox 360. They got Mistwalker to do the exclusive JRPGs like Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey. They had Square Enix doing exclusive RPGs as well. I think uh, Infinite Undiscovery, the Last Remnant. They really tried hard. Tales of Vesperia as well, I think, was Xbox 360 exclusive. They tried really hard to try and like rebalance things, but it just didn't it didn't work, yeah, like even though those games were exclusive, yeah, people still weren't really interested in buying them, yeah, I think tales of Vesperia sold more when it came out on p s three like two three years later,
1: yeah, which just goes into the whole like brand buying, isn't it like you you're buying a brand it doesn't really matter what the hardware is, what games are on it, you're buying into a brand, and that is the brand that you stick with,
0: yeah, and it's just it's the type of games mm. type of games suit types of audiences um and that's just kind of how it is that's why I, because i don't think persona 5 is on xbox is it
1: i don't know um let's check that
0: i'm pretty sure that's playstation exclusive um but yeah it's just
1: yeah I, playstation I, 4 playstation 3 I, I can 3. see
0: i can see the final fantasy 7 remake coming out on xbox mm. next generational one because yeah. just because um you know they've just done the Final Fantasy 7 is now on Xbox. Yeah. The original one.
1: Yeah. So it would Kingdom make sense Hearts is now on it. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't begrudge them. But
0: then it is going to come down to how well the market share performs. Yeah. Like this generation Sony have done really well in terms of clawing back the market share they lost the last generation. They yeah. really screwed up yeah. the last generation. They knew it. They addressed it this generation. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens the gen- like the generation after. Yeah. It already feels like PlayStation are one step ahead in terms yeah. of their announcements, how they've gone about it. They did things differently. Mm. Like they didn't announce it at E3. They did it in a wide press article and they've done it again in a wide press article. Yeah. They've just released the first trailer for a PS5 game at the the Game Awards without there's like not really any fanfare. Yeah. I'm expecting some kind of event at some point where they're going to just like say here's the playstation 5 here's what it looks like here's much gonna co-. they have to do that at some point yeah so uh on the game awards they did have that ps5 trailer they also had a trailer for the final fantasy 7 remake mm-hmm. it was only a minute and a half mm-hmm. and it didn't really show anything new from what we've seen before <laughs> outside of like additional lines of dialogue it was still the um bombing missions inside the reactor like midgar like very similar characters, like nothing really new in that regard. Yeah, but what it did have that the other trailers didn't really have was focus. Mm. I think it was really focused in because obviously they had a one and a half minute. It's kind of similar to the original teaser trailer in terms of length. So it was, I think it was probably the the best constructed trailer they've released. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that with your your kind of film.
1: Yeah I mean after you sort of pointed out like we sort of reviewed it a bit with the fact that the music is all matching um, the what's going on in the scenes it's very crisp and clean Um, it's it's a good it's a good trailer Um, I just I don't know I hate to be like really I I don't want to be downbeat, but like I just kind of, I've seen enough. I don't know. Like I've, I'm at the point now where I'm just kind of like, I'm already sold. I, 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 I'm going to get the game. Like it's already whatever. Um, So it doesn't really matter what else they show me. But like, I guess this at trailer it,
0: isn't for us though.
1: No, no. It's just to raise awareness and like they have updated some things, Um, which is good, but that's also kind of like why I'm, I'm not always too keen on the trailers because things end up changing anyway and I know some people like to see those changes like graphically it looks it looks better than it looked even in the first trailer um but yeah I also am wondering how if they are reusing some stuff from the cyber connect days because that scene with cloud and um with uh cloud and wedge Looked very similar to the one that was in the cyber connect one, just different lighting,
0: yeah, I'd imagine that like there there will be stuff that's been reused, and like we've talked about it before in terms of it's very unlikely that square would have started from scratch. they would have still had all the assets that were produced by cyber connect two. It's just that those assets probably needed to be modified, tweaked around and and stuff like that, yeah, to me though like i I get what you're saying in terms of. We've said it before, like I'm already sold on it. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to play it now. Yeah. Um, But as I said, these trailers aren't really for us. This, this was the cloud trailer. It's like the Kingdom Hearts ones. They'll be doing, they'll be releasing trailers now between now and the 3rd of March this was the Cloud trailer. They'll probably do trailers for some of the other prom- prominent characters as well. Mm. We'll no doubt have like a world of Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer like they seem to do these days. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of what they'll do. And there's going to be obviously a massive launch trailer just before, which just is what is expected now. To me, though, like this trailer was really good in terms, of, I said, the the execution of it. I thought the voice acting was really well crafted. Mm. Like the lines they chose the cloud seemed a lot i was more convinced by clouds voice acting in this trailer than i had been in the previous stuff that we'd seen mm. and i know that when we spoke about it earlier you you weren't too keen on tifa
1: i just wasn't too keen on the one on the scene that they featured in the in the trailer it just didn't seem like it sunk it synced up well it was like the emotion wasn't really matching what was going yeah. on the scene i don't know i don't know i, that I don't was...
0: think yeah because obviously you got to try and remember that the they probably recut stuff to make it fit
1: yeah yeah so that's the thing it just kind of was like oh okay but i've I've always kind of had a funny thing about about like audio and trailers anyway like uh voice acting in trailers for some reason like um the kingdom hearts remind trailer i thought the voice acting was terrible in that like it just did not work. Everybody well, sounded wooden. Did they wooden. do the
0: trailer with no music again?
1: Um. Oh, kept with doing no that, sound, they? no sound effects. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. It just, it just didn't. I mean, maybe I'm just being hypercritical, but like, yeah the the audio just wasn't good in my opinion. Um... But, I mean, with that being said, like, a lot of the other things, a lot of the other characters I thought were really, really good, I just, for some reason, that one just stood out to me. I just was like, oh, that's a bit weird. I,
0: after re-listening to it quite a few times, I don't know, Tifa's, Tifa's voice just, the, I, don't, I can't remember who they cast in the voice acting mm. role for it, but it just, there was a real warmth to it. Mm. And... I don't know, like when, when she was saying like, it's, it's really glad to have you back, like it just felt really genuine. Mm. Mm. I don't know, like it's, I just, I really, as I, I really thought the voice acting in this trailer, irrespective of whether or not it synced up to specifically what was happening in the action at yeah. that time, I felt the execution of the actual individual lines was really, was really good. And that's got me actually quite excited.
1: Well, that's good, Daryl's. Yeah. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> I I agreed, disagree. Um, oh, the but music, yeah, though,
0: the music though was really good. The music
1: was really good.
0: There was I know that when the TGS trailer came out, there was a bit of um, apprehension around the Turks mm-hmm. theme, but the Turks theme played right at the start of this trailer, and it was a lot, a lot darker version of it, like a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. And then the um, the battle music, which they've released a full version of now uh, as well.
1: Yeah, which uh, is, is really good.
0: Sounds really, really good.
1: Yeah. I love the orchestra at it. It just makes me
0: really angry though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, probably that's gonna sound really stupid in relation to that, but it makes me angry because I just think about the the uh Final Fantasy X remaster soundtrack. Yeah, I know. And, like, why could they not have given the same level of care Ugh. to that soundtrack as they are for this one? I know. Granted, we've only heard a couple of tracks from the Seven Remake, the rest of it could be trash. Yeah. But you know like i, I guess like in the, the 10 remaster people of the north is a fantastic rearrangement of the original yeah and so many of them were hit and miss yeah and i'm really curious to see how the rest of the soundtrack is going to sound mm. and i'm also really curious to see who the composer is i know i guess the the obvious answer as to why they're not doing it is because it's not oomatsu yeah we know that he's consulting on the soundtrack but he's probably not going to be working on it in any capacity outside of that and um, I guess you've you've said before that maybe they're worried about the backlash.
1: I think so. I think it's just yeah, they they definitely are worried about what people will think when they figure out how much or how little Nobu Ematsu is working on it. But like the thing that's so weird as well is that like, you know, people will always just assume anyway like the fact that like they could have just said like if nobuo Uematsu was actually working on it people would just assume that nobuo Uematsu has done the whole thing anyway because they've credited they've credited certain people on the final fantasy 15 tra- soundtrack as doing it alongside yoko Shimomura but people still only think that yoko Shimomura is the one who composed that whole soundtrack
0: well i mean i recently did it in that final fantasy 10 facts video the fact that we know that they were the three main composers because there was a big deal made about it in in the build-up to the release of the game. Yeah. But there are actually two other people that yeah. worked on the soundtrack too that, that almost get no no one knows about them.
1: So it is a bit weird that they're, like, caring so much this time, but last time it was just kind of like, oh, no, Yaku Shimomura, yay. We're not going to credit anybody else in the credits <laughs> because nobody else matters. I
0: kind of feel like, yeah, they... With this one, they don't want to take the Tabata approach, yeah. And I feel as though it's because it's a uh, Katase uh, release. Mm, because maybe. if you think about uh, the Thirteen Trilogy, there was lots of stuff in that that didn't carry over. Like there was mm. no Moogles, mm. for example. Yeah, and no one said anything about it because it wasn't like a big deal. wasn't made about it in the build up to the game's release. And then after people have played it, they're like, "Well, I guess it didn't really need them."
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean like nobody really cared. Like nobody they, really cared that there was like a, a Moogle was only featured as Lulu's weapon. Yeah. In Ten like
0: it, it wasn't a big deal and then all of a sudden it was like, You've got to have Moogles. Moogles are integral to Final Fantasy. They are they, they really? help define it and it's like, mm,
1: like <laughs> It's like are they Kind of Are they? No, I know yeah it's a thing like i don't it's
0: easier it's easier for them to basically just do what they're doing yeah the only the only reason that they've even spoken about uematsu is because it came out by accident that he was consulting in guitars they had to say something other than that uematsu is like when we uh, saw him at the event uh 2015 2016 flat out said that he wasn't going to work on it he wasn't going to actually physically work on it Mm -hmm. and that's fine but i think by by doing what they're doing and and kind of skirting around it keeping quiet it removes people's preconceived notions about how it's going to be Mm. and then they get to judge it based on how it actually is yeah like when it comes out they'll listen to the soundtrack as they're going through and they'll either like it or they're not like it if they like it and they realize that uematsu didn't do it that's fantastic news if they didn't like it and Uematsu didn't do it, then people at least have a reason as to why they probably don't like it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just, but
0: they won't go into it thinking Uematsu didn't do the soundtrack. Yeah,
1: oh, it's terrible. It's horrible. Which Worst is... soundtrack ever.
0: And I, I, I can basically confirm that that is what would happen because exactly. I seem to I explicitly remember when Tenchi was coming out and Uematsu was confirmed as not being the soundtrack composer. I listened to the soundtrack before the game came out, and I hated it. <laughs> I just absolutely despised the soundtrack. You're part
1: of the problem.
0: But then when I played the game, I was like, "Wow, this actually works really well."
1: Yeah, yeah, and But I, I, just, but f- I went into one. it
0: already thinking, "I don't like this at all. It's not Rematchu. It's completely different style. It just doesn't work for me."
1: You are so disappointing to me, Daryls. Why? Because you, you're just you, are you, you. Are part of the problem. You're just, you know.
0: Well, I'm part. I was part of the problem before, yeah, but afterwards, yeah. I realized the error of my ways, and that's why I now tend to use 10 a fantastic still, soundtrack.
1: But even still, you you already did it. You already lost the game. But I learned. But 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 you shouldn't have had the the stray in the first place. People
0: make mistakes, all right. Do I they? was a soundtrack enthusiast at the time, and I was very upset.
1: Oh, bless your little your little. And then I gained heart. a
0: significant. Uh, respect for gucci and matsuda okay and i was quite upset they didn't do another soundtrack
1: yeah it's true
0: sakamoto though the final fantasy 12 soundtrack i don't think anyone's ever going to sell me on that being no (laughs) (laughs) just no no just no
1: um but yeah yeah
0: so outside of the trailer there was all the extensive gameplay details revealed about two three weeks ago Uh, We didn't talk about it in the last episode, but there were a couple of things that it's worth running into. So they talked about the weapon system and the material system. They uh, revealed a new summon. And it was I guess it was nice to see just some of the concept art. We spoke briefly about that in terms of the Aerith concept art and the backlash that they've had from that. Mm. Um, But in terms of the weapons, it seems like it's going to be a combination of 13's Crystarium system and Final Fantasy IX's ability system. Mm. So each weapon can be upgraded using the kind of Crystarium thing. Um, this will increase the stats of the wielder and it will do things like increase the number of materia slots the weapon can hold. But each weapon also has a unique ability and uh, when you obviously equip the weapon you can get access to that ability and when the weapon re- reaches maximum proficiency with the wielder the weapon uh the ability then becomes permanent so you can then um, choose another weapon and then you can have that ability and the one that you've uh learned cool so it's kind of a similar system to like bloodborne uh in terms of the progression but also like i'm playing spider-man at the moment and it's very similar to the suits so there's no actual attributes associated to each suit every suit is the same in terms of like, they just look different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks as though the weapons are gonna be the same. So every weapon is gonna have very similar statistics like it is in Bloodborne. Like you can complete Bloodborne with this, the original weapon. Mm-hmm. It just determines your playstyle. So each weapon will have a, an ability and that will kind of determine which ones suit your playstyle more than others. Just like in Spider Man, the suits have certain abilities that are linked to them. But then once you've learned the uh, ability, you can then use whatever ability with whatever suit
1: okay but then what does that mean for ultimate weapons
0: i'd imagine it's going to be like the ultimate weapon has the ultimate ability um, which is what it was like in in nine mm. um so uh you could learn doomsday from Vivi's ultimate weapon but you couldn't learn it from anything else so it'll probably be like i don't know ultimate weapon teaches you omni slash mm. as the ability or it has something that is like makes cloud boss
1: yeah but it does also it's gonna be really weird isn't it because this each part is not going to have an ultimate weapon. Or will it?
0: There'll be a strongest weapon. There'll be
1: the strongest weapon. But it's, like, it's just, it's just going to be a bit strange, isn't it? Like everything's going to have to carry over. I think
0: the reason... Well, it doesn't have to. But I think the reason why they've done it this way around is because they've very clearly realized that the buster sword, which was the worst weapon in the original game, is the weapon that everyone associates with Cloud. yeah and by doing it this way it means that the buster sword isn't useless mm. you will get other weapons along the way yeah but, but the you buster might as well sword, just stick with the buster yeah, sword like if you, you like it you can you can carry on using that once you learn other abilities you can go back to it Like can you can pretty much use whatever weapon you want mm. uh that's my understanding of it at least it may be slightly different in terms of the final but what is that gonna
1: mean what is that gonna mean for someone like tifa same yeah like combos and stuff
0: yeah, they, every character has abilities that they yeah. can use. So like Barrett's got her like steel skin and yeah. the other ones, like every character will have different abilities they can use and the weapons will be associated to them.
1: And then we go on to materia.
0: Yeah, so they didn't really talk too much about this, just that the materia can be upgraded. And they're, uh, they're I guess, uh, modernizing the naming convention compared to the original game, which <laughs> had like fire, fire two and fire three. Now it's Fire, Fyra, and Fyraga.
1: I wonder why they did that.
0: What, Fire 2 and 3?
1: Yeah, because they didn't do that. When did they... They that didn't was... do that in the originals, did they?
0: Yeah, I think the, the all of the, the NES and SNES games were similar.
1: Were they similar? I can't remember. I'm, pre- I'm pretty
0: sure that like Final Fantasy Six had like Bolt 2.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it does seem like quite... Yeah, like not lacklustre. It's just like, fire two, it's slightly stronger than fire one. Oh no, here's fire three, and fire three is destroying. Yay. It was, yeah, it's just, yeah. Good job, guys.
0: They also uh, revealed that the sense materia is now going to be called the assess materia. Oh,
1: I Don't know why, why they changed they, that. Yeah. Apparently, they just didn't think sense was obvious enough. Nope. What does sense even do?
0: It was the one that it's like Libra, oh. So it just tells you the statistics of the enemy and like scan? hit points and yeah, scan.
1: Like why? Why couldn't scan? Why assess? Let's assess. Mm, I imagine a chessboard. Let's assess the soldier. How many health does he have if, left?
0: It feels like a dodgy localization.
1: Yeah, assess. I want to assess the problem. Yeah. I want to assess clouds behind.
0: That's inappropriate
1: very appropriate for this materia yes
0: (laughs) Um, and then the summon they revealed was chocomog Mm. which was i think the first summon you get in the original game
1: i think so
0: i don't know how you're gonna get it now because obviously you got it before from the chocobo stables outside of midgar Mm. and i there are chocobos inside midgar Mm. and maybe you're gonna get to use them i don't know but either way there's two moves that they showed mog bomb and stampede no mention as to whether or not these will have any of the status effects from the original game and i guess the real question i have is will fat chocobo make a reappearance it's
1: a very serious question it is a serious question fat chocobo needs to be somewhere in the final fantasy 7 remake where oh where will the fat chocobo be
0: and that then leads to another question as to uh, Fat Chocobo, because obviously that could only be summoned, uh, I think it's one sixteenth of the time mm. and the, uh, the 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 other sixteenths of the time you'll get Chocomog. Mm. Are they going to have stuff like that in the remake where, mm. because that's, I guess it's the uh, expectation. Are gamers these days uh, going to appreciate things not doing what they want it to? Like, I asked for Chocomog. Why am I getting Fat Chocobo?
1: But there again, you say that, and yet Final Fantasy fifteen. I want freaking Titan coming out in this battle. Why is Leviathan here? I didn't ask for you. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't invite you to <laughs> or, this fight.
0: Can I get a summon, please? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where yeah, yeah. are they?
1: Where are the frick are you guys? I'm nearly dying. Where
0: are the summons?
1: Where are the summons? Where are you, Ramu? Rama. Whatever your name is. Rama rammer um but yeah i mean like if people were okay with that they should be okay with a fat i think they were okay with that (laughs) that'd be amazing though you're just fighting randomly and all of a sudden this big fat chocobo comes and squashes someone oh that'd be hilarious
0: epic is what it would be
1: that would that would open up the door for like so many memes just fat chocobo (laughs) all right done good job game over but the little moogle who's riding the the mog oh so cute i love a good moogle
0: it's it's really got me excited for kate sith
1: yeah oh my god kate Sith's gonna be so annoyingly cute though because i still want to punch him in the face most of the times that i see him in the game he's still a little but i wonder if he's
0: gonna be scottish again
1: they could do oh get billy boyd get billy boyd to play kate sith please oh he would be so cute um sorry
0: yeah (laughs) i think he just killed the conversation
1: i know but i'm just thinking about how annoying he's just he's just the most annoying obnoxious cute character ever awesome theme tune though yeah uh
0: so that then leads us on to our crystal chronicles remaster news
1: i'm sorry daryl's i want to help you during this difficult time. yeah
0: it was supposed to release on the 23rd of january a nice build-up to the seven remake I know. But it's now been postponed until summer twenty twenty. Mm. Not even a specific release date anymore. No. They've taken it away. They've just yeah. delayed it. They just uh, said no. And they said that the delay was to make final adjustments to the game to make it the best game possible.
1: Yes. I mean there has
0: to be. We're talking about like a good six month delay here mm-hmm. to make some final adjustments. That is probably the uh the loosest <laughs> <laughs> excuse i've probably heard from square for a long time uh i don't, I don't know why they won't just say what the reason is
1: um they i just guess that don't goes, scare go, you. goes
0: back to what we were saying in terms yeah. of like don't tell people because they'll freak out i know. Um, they don't
1: want to scare you I, I would
0: imagine that the reason secretly is...
1: the whole game is broken <laughs> it doesn't actually work you can't actually well, play multiplayer no, it's
0: done that's that's what i think is the reason yeah because They've added the complication in of the mobiles versions, mm. so it has to, like, the Switch and the PS4 versions have to work with iPhone and Android. Mm. And I think they probably bit off a bit more than they can chew, because I seem to remember something similar happening with uh, Type uh, Final Fantasy Agato Plus it was announced to come out on the PlayStation Vita, mm. and then they just couldn't do it. They just had to cancel it because they encountered a situation. Like they promised all these features, and then when they tried to actually do them, they realized that they couldn't be done. Yep. And so they just had to cancel it.
1: Yep. I'm Hopefully, think that that's happen. not happening with this one. I know,
0: but yeah, like I would imagine it's something to do with the cross compatibility. Because yeah. if it was just coming out on the PS4 and the Switch and they were independent of each other, I don't see that there would be any problems. Yeah. But because they're trying to have every single version of the game sync up and be playable, and you can even port your saves from one device to the other and do whatever the hell you want, I would imagine that's causing them a lot of complications which is and that's why i was saying at the beginning it's, it's kind of a positive because i'd rather like i don't I wouldn't want them to release the game on the 23rd of january and just not work I know. it's better that they try and fix it up and and really make it work well across all these different devices so that people actually have a good experience and if that's the reason why it has to be delayed then i'm happy for it to be delayed
1: i am really excited for it though it should be really cute
0: and you know by coming out in summer as well i Fingers crossed, it has a lot of this competition mm. around that time. Typically, games don't release in the summer.
1: People hopefully would have finished Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Summer holiday then- plans. Yeah. Yay.
0: Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much it for this. It's actually been a really long news episode. We haven't done one of those for a little while.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's all right.
0: It's <laughs> all right? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's chill. Uh, no, but yeah, like I don't. I'm, it's just weird. Like, the Final Fantasy VII remake has just been around for so long that I'm just kind of like, uh, is it going to come? I hear you. I hear Yeah, you. it's weird. It's a weird feeling that I have for it. Because I should be more, like, I feel like I should be more excited than I am.
0: But you don't need to be excited. That's yeah. the thing. Like, because we're so invested in the fan base. Yeah. And and the community. To be honest, I I know a lot of people who are really big uh Seven fans who are just scared out of their minds. Yeah, that's that. Like, I think we're kind of in the middle. Like, yeah, we're not like, um, like completely disillusioned about how amazing it's going to be. I think it's going to be fantastic, mm-hmm. and I'm, I want to be proven wrong in that regard. If that's yeah. the case, and that's what has to happen, uh because I'm going into a it thing it's going to be great, but I don't need to see any more to to know. And that's kind of where you're at, too. Yeah. But I also know a lot of people who are just just not not really expecting anything from it. They're, they've convinced that Nomura is going to screw it up. Yeah. They're just absolutely convinced that he's going to screw it up. Yeah. And I really hope that they prove them wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I mean, I know that there are a lot of people who are still like really adamantly against kingdom hearts three, to me Kingdom Hearts 3 was like a, it was a decent game. I mean, it was it was good, like the
0: But I think that's the thing. Like yeah. the 7 remake can't afford to be just a decent, decent game. Like it's King, Kingdom Hearts 3 is an 80 to 90 game. It's mm. not a 90 plus. It's like yeah. in the middle. It's like an 80 like a low, I guess 80 to 85. Yeah. Review game for me. Like it was really good. I I enjoyed lots of elements of it. I didn't really understand most of the story, but I didn't need to mm. to to understand it. Like what was going on and to enjoy it. But the Seven Remake has to be one of the best games ever made. Like mm-hmm. that's the ambition. It has to be like Metacritic or Open Critic. Yeah, it has to be there as like a nine. It's got to be a ninety-five plus review game.
1: Maybe that is the other thing is that like so many. Like, not necessarily remake games, but remake things, like the Disney remake films. I hate to compare it to those, but it's just like, they're so, so much of the time they're proving to me that you can't, lightning can't strike twice. But Resident
0: Evil remake.
1: But Resident Evil 2 has, was phenomenal, and it looks like Resident Evil 3 remake is going to be really good too. So hopefully it goes by way of that. I I don't know. I don't know, Daryl's. I just want to have March come here now and let me try it out and play and figure out what's going on. I think it's also because it's so different as well. It it really kind of puts up a lot of question marks for me. Like, you know, um, with the Resident Evil 2 remake it 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 was different but it's not so different to the fact that to the point where it it sort of crosses a different genre but also
0: like resident evil had evolved as well yeah resident evil 4 was very different gameplay to resident evil 2 yeah and people were okay with that because it was an evolution of the concept resident evil 7 is very very different again yeah um, but I think it was like that kind of middle ground in terms of what they were trying to do. Yeah. For me, though, like the biggest thing I'm worried about is not so much the gameplay. I think that's going to be fine. It's the story, mm. how they implement the story. Najima, his comments that we talked about in the last episode really got me thinking and I got me worried in the same way that he's worried because we've spent a lot of time Analyzing the story of Final Fantasy seven over the last year or two, yeah, and we've interpreted things in certain ways, and those interpretations may be completely wrong, but then that's not to say that those interpretations are invalid for the original game. Mm-hmm. It just means that the seven remakes going to be a different beast, and characters are going to come across differently. They're going to have different intentions. Yeah, there's going to be different personality types that we're seeing. It's going to be a lot more obvious this time around because they can do that, and that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. On that note, we shall go into our music segment, which is related to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. We put out a feeler a couple of weeks ago, asking people to submit songs to put on the end of this episode, which is going to be our last episode of the year. (laughs) And uh, there's a YouTuber called Slayer Santiago who responded to the call. And uh, so the music you're going to hear at the end. And so the music you're going to hear at the end is his, I guess, his arrangement of the Final Fantasy VII battle theme from the remake. Hmm so yeah our next episode of final Fantasy union is scheduled to come out on the 7th of january be sure to check out our news coverage on final in the interim and if you enjoy what we do please consider supporting us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash union for now though it's time for us to say goodbye
1: bye everyone
0: and i am daryl saying goodbye i really hope you all have a fantastic christmas and a great new year and we'll see you in 2020